0: Hello, this is Sarah K. Hoffman, and today we'll be mapping IBS on the 15-Minute Matrix.
1: Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host, Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15 Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Sarah K. Hoffman. Sarah K. Hoffman is the founder of A Gutsy Girl, an online community geared towards women who are looking for reasonable approaches for healing IBS. IBD, SIBO, and all things gut-focused. What began as an online journal documenting the day-to-day with one health issue after the next would become less story-focused, more research and journalistic-based. As a wellness and lifestyle expert focused on women in the IBS and IBD communities, Sarah Kay teaches and preaches how to heal your gut, heal your life. Hello, Sarah Kay, and welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thank you.
0: Hello, Andrea. I'm super excited to be here.
1: So I love that we're mapping IBS or irritable bowel syndrome today because, in my experience, it's a catch-all term that can often lead to longer confusion and therefore suffering for clients and patients. And I'm wondering if you can share how you define IBS for your audience.
0: I define it as Irritable BS. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, Good way I'm just of kidding. putting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's so hard because obviously IBS is irritable bowel syndrome, and it's really just a whole bunch of things that are very nonspecific and not tissue related, right? So it's like any other syndrome out there. It's just a collection of various things. When the doctor or practitioner, you can't find a true diagnosis it's kind of just slapped on and given. Unfortunately, what I find is that a lot of times there really is something else going on and that slapped on diagnosis is just still given.
1: Yeah, I love that you said that, Sarah Kay, because it is BS and it is important that we understand what a syndrome it is. It usually is an umbrella term for a collection of signs and symptoms that we don't know how to diagnose. And then people are left with this label that they carry around. I have IBS, but they don't even know what to do about it.
0: Yeah, it's like you get this diagnosis and they tell you this is what it is and also unfortunately is that there's so many different forms of IBS. You know, you could have constipation or diarrhea or a mix, some of both. And so people have no idea where to even start or what to do and how to unpack that massive umbrella.
1: So when you find people coming to your community who have received this label or quote-unquote pseudo-diagnosis, BS diagnosis, how long have they been sitting in that place of searching and looking before they're raising their hand and going,
0: okay, now what? I think it's at the time when people say I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired because you can go – For quite some time, thinking that the way that you're feeling is fairly normal because this, in our society, we have made bloating, constipation, diarrhea, feeling like junk day in and day out, very normal. And so I think that it really takes some sort of final straw for someone to be like, okay, it's time to investigate this further because things aren't getting better. In fact, I think they're getting worse. And if I don't do something about it, things just aren't going to change.
1: It's really important to hear what you're saying right now, because I always say that with any chronic condition, there are always three roots. And those three roots are the genetics, digestion, and inflammation. So the longer we go with these unresolved digestive Issues. First of all, the more lacking our nutrition is because digestion and the gut are where food meets physiology, right? So we're missing out on the nutrients, even from what might seem like the very best quote unquote diet, but also we're leading to further inflammation. And so that point of not receiving the proper care is leading to longer term health challenges. And that just drives me bananas. I'm wondering if you could speak into what you see. And I know you look at other inflammatory issues and more acute digestive issues and infertility and all these things that could be downstream to the IBS.
0: Yeah. Well, I kind of base everything that I do and what I teach and preach on these three ultimate pillars. And the first one is the diagnosis. And then the second is diet and third is lifestyle. And they kind of are intentional in the way that they are there. So kind of what you're talking about right now is the first pillar, which is the diagnosis. And so unfortunately, the longer that someone plays with Dr. Google or just, you know, kind of tinkers with things and on their own, or they continue to go to doctor to doctor that just continuously tell them either, Oh, you just have anxiety. I'm going to give you this medication for your IBS, or you just have IBS, make sure you don't eat any dairy or something very, very simplistic like that without actually knowing the true diagnosis, that is kind of, I think, where we get really caught up and we fail from the beginning because it's really, really hard to have any specific diet or lifestyle component work if you don't actually know what's wrong with you. So I think that that's part of the problem is that the diagnosis part is the hardest, the trickiest, the longest, frustrating, all the things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. And I believe you're seeing this occurring with a young female population, people starting early with these challenges. Is that right?
0: Absolutely. You know, my own story really starts from a very young age, and I think it's getting younger and younger. And I think, I mean, there's so many reasons for that. But I see females coming into this community at a younger and younger age, a lot of college women, which is really kind of when my issues sparked. But obviously, by the time you're coming into this community, you've been sick for a while. So that tells me then that sometime in high school, junior high, really are when a lot of the problems are really starting to form.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering if you could speak into what you see as the why behind that. I have a lot of thoughts popping through my head and it's so many different reasons, but what's your research telling you about the Generalities of the why we're seeing this occur earlier and earlier?
0: Yeah, I think there's multiple pieces to it, depending on the person, their personality, their everything, their genetics. But I would say the most common things, number one, would be obviously the diet. When you are younger, nobody, including myself, really cares about what you eat. You don't have to. You know, life just, you think you're going to be living till you're. 115, and you're going to just be feeling great forever. So you don't really pay attention to the things that, you know, would maybe be more conducive for your body. So you just kind of go about your days. So the diet, number one, obviously. But I think there's other factors too, really, that start to happen for females around that age. Number one would be the fact that a lot of females are put on hormonal birth control, I think really can tinker with a lot of things in the gut. And then I also think that females are so bombarded with the diet culture and the messaging and I will tell you that I think that's where a lot of my own personal struggles started is by undereating, and the things that I was eating were just, you know, the frankenfoods and anything that was low calorie, low sugar, low fat, zero, whatever, just fake and artificial. And that also plays into the diet. I think those are probably the top three things that I see and I hear. Also, I see a lot of athletes, women that they're already undereating, and what they're eating is food, And then on top of it, they're doing a lot of activity. They're doing a lot of sports and they're, you know, really just burning through everything. So it just really sets girls up for later adulthood or early adulthood, you know, for a lot of problems that can then manifest.
1: Yeah. And we're seeing this happen younger and younger, and there's so much stress that our younger girls are experiencing. In addition to everything that you spoke about, we're also seeing girls and young people in general just on more medications for mental health things. We have an over-medicated culture now, and we can't, begin to understand the impact that's making on the digestive system as you really dive into.
0: Yeah. You know, the stress piece is the biggest piece in my lifestyle pillar. It is the piece that you will deal with from the time you're born because of outside factors until the time that you die. And, and people tend to think that stress is just I have to get my house cleaned and I have a to-do list that's really long when the reality is that stress is so much more than that. Everything from the things we put on our skin to in our body to the actual mental and physical. And there's just so many stressors that we're being bombarded with. And kids these days have a lot more, but you know, with social media and with everything else that I think it's just the perfect storm for all the things to come.
1: Yeah. So before we get into a little bit more of those pillars and the how-to, I'm wondering if we could look at the internal, the middle part of the matrix, the one where I say everything is connected physiologically. You mentioned constipation, diarrhea, bloating, gas. What other signs and symptoms are you seeing in your community that are related to what might be called IBS?
0: Yeah. So in addition to the gastrointestinal symptoms, obviously a lot of women, they come with fatigue. They come with hair loss. They come with acne, various forms of acne. They might be really, really hungry all the time, but yet they are deficient in several vitamins, minerals, nutrients, those are probably the most common ones. And then, you know, just like the intermittent pains on and off various parts of their body, including the gut.
1: So let's get into a bit more of the kind of how to, and I'd love for you, Sarah Kay, to speak into this area we have right now in the nutrition space where there is a lot of anti-diet culture and how we speak about Resetting the system without triggering the hyper diet focus that so many people are coming to us with.
0: This is the million-dollar question, <laughs> right? Because yep. you know, honestly, I think that sometimes people may even enter into this and their stomach just hurts and then they are told, okay, I think someone random will tell them you should follow an AIP diet, which is obviously very stringent. And then they start going down this rabbit hole and they continue to diet harder and harder and harder and things just aren't changing. And that's because first, they didn't have the appropriate diagnosis. Second, the diet isn't aligning with anything. And third, they're not addressing any of the lifestyle pieces. And so I think that this is something that's really important and a place to start.
1: Yeah, it's so important. And you employ something that I'm a huge fan of, which is tracking and really starting to make the associations between what you're doing, how you're feeling, how you're booping, all of the things. It's so insightful when we can give those tools to our clients and patients so that they can begin to make associations. And I think part of what we're seeing And part of what drives me crazy is how much people are giving away their healthcare. They're not taking care. They're giving it away to the next pill, the next protocol, like you said, AIP or intermittent fasting, the next practitioner, and they're not tuned in.
0: Yeah. And so to that point, I created the 90-Day Gut Healing Journey Journal for that reason. So I believe that inside all of us we have the answers. We might not know the diagnosis, but we do know that when we go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, you have IBS, go home and take care, that that's BS. We know that. And we know that there's more to the story. And so I really try to teach women how to take control of the situation and understand their bodies and get themselves this nice, compilation of a book to be able to bring back to their doctor to say, listen, I have been tracking for three weeks and this is what's happening. And through my journal, I really teach women how to do this, but We do everything from tracking the lifestyle pieces. Obviously, the bowel movements is very important, but even like how much you're working out, too much or too little, your water, your sleep at night, all these things, and also tracking the important things like the ingredients that you're eating versus the food. So I teach women how to do this every single day. And then what happens is they go back to the drawing board. So they have then this book and they can work with their practitioner and say, look, I was doing these things. I was, you know, sleeping right, da 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 da. and I'm still having blood when I'm going to the bathroom or whatever it might be. I think really we can help providers be better as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's very functional, kudos to you, because that really does bring us into the fact that everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter, and that's the basis of the functional nutrition matrix, and it helps us to bring our community, our clients, our patients into that reality. Sarah Kay, is there anything that you wish that more and more practitioners knew about IBS or where we would shy away from that terminology or start to put up our alarms when somebody comes in with what they think is an IBS diagnosis that you wish you could shout from the rooftops?
0: Oh, I just wish that it was not even a term that, well, not that it's not a term, but that it it was such an easy diagnosis to give And if it's going to be an easy diagnosis that we understand more about how to help people if they, quote unquote, just have IBS, because the truth is that some people, they might. But then what? If it's just IBS, then we still have to be able to help people and help them feel better and get better because here's the problem. A lot of times that just IBS turns into something more because we're not addressing whatever is causing all of the inflammation. And when it becomes something more, then it becomes out of control and to a place that a lot of times is really hard to address and to take back.
1: Yeah, such a good point, Sarah Kay. I think when somebody has that diagnosis, it's a big flag to us that there is more to dive into. If somebody receives that diagnosis, it's a call to action to see and start tracking and see what's going on. Because it's almost like the syndrome that's a precursor to diagnosis. This is the place where we have the opportunity for preventative care.
0: Yes, exactly. It is. It's the pre whatever is going to happen next. And so addressing it right away and getting it under control can make literally a life or death difference for some people, my father included.
1: Mm. Thank you for the work you do, Sarah Kay. It's really, really smart. It's really helpful. I'm so glad you've been able to build a community that is tuned in to their own bodies. And thanks for helping guide them there. Thank you so much for having me. The 15 Minute Matrix is hosted and produced by me, Andrea Nakayama and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The podcast is edited and mixed by Brian Paik of Pacific Audio and special thanks go out to Alia Hale, Pamela Geismar, Sandra Brower, Evan Hollingsworth, Heidi Kaufman lakowitz and Rowan Bradley for their support making the 15 Minute Matrix possible. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to see the completed functional nutrition matrix that accompanies today's or any episode, be sure to head over to the podcast website. Again, that's 15minutematrix.com. We love when you share our episodes with your friends and colleagues, leave a review and rate the show. That helps us to grow our collective message that functional nutrition is the future of healthcare. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Functional Nutrition Alliance, and you can follow me at Andrea Nakayama. And if you or someone you know is interested in becoming a functional nutrition counselor, head over to fxnutrition.com to learn more about our Full Body Systems program. Full Body Systems is our 10-month emerging course where you'll learn the systems-based approach to addressing the root causes of your client's issues through client education, diet, and lifestyle modification. Again, you can always learn more at fxnutrition.com.